Hello everyone, my name is Jake Murren and you're tuning into the show of shows SBT Overtime, the show that covers sports that do not get the spotlight on Sports Power Talk every week. Joining me today is Kyle Molinelli. Hello! And today we have a preview show of this week's AEW Winner is Coming show. We will break down each match, give our opinions, and even discuss the latest in wrestling free agency. Do I ever talk about how grateful I am that you appreciate the art that is professional wrestling, Jake? I, I haven't heard it enough, no. Uh, I have to tell you at least seven more times in the course of this podcast. How Because professional wrestling, in my opinion, is the it is the most purest form of uh, performance art and is the most entertaining form of sport. Uh, whatever you want to call it, whether it's a sport or not, I mean, people are going to say it's fake, whatever. Uh, it's the most entertaining thing on television week in, week out. And if you're not watching it, for whatever reason, you're missing out, including this Wednesday at uh, Winter is Coming. Yeah, Winter is Coming. It's got a stacked card. Only four fights announced. Um, we'll I love like these special not pay-per-view shows, yeah. but like they're a special event cards. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I have like more anticipation towards those than I do pay-per-views. Yeah, I would like more AW pay-per-views, but I do like their Winners Coming. They have that like fightful one. Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen, that one. Yeah, they definitely spice things up with cool title shows and they keep things fresh yeah yeah as they should in the world of sports just like we do up here yeah. at wzop sports absolutely so uh starting off we'll just uh go from the bottom up to the top first off we have wardlow versus matt seidel what do you think about this one the high flying veteran presence of matt seidel who is almost probably 20 years deep into his career at this point and still putting on bangers had a banger with CM Punk uh, just a month or so ago, and Wardlow doesn't really get that much of a spotlight to shine week in, week out behind MJF as his uh, bodyguard. So I'm very excited for this match. Um, Seidel can always work those big guys and get a, the good showing out of them, and I'm pretty sure Wardlow is one of those guys who can really go to work when the time needs to, but he hasn't needs to. He hasn't been put on that pedestal yet waiting for that eventual split with MJF. And you can see the hints of it happening, and I'm very excited for it. And I'm very excited for this match because I think that we're going to see a very faster-paced, longer match than usual than Wardlow can usually go. Uh, so Mike will – or Matt, Matt Seidel. Uh, Mike is his brother. Yeah, uh, also in AEW. Also in AEW. The, the Seidel brothers. Uh, who – by the way, I need to get into yoga. Seeing those guys do what they do, I need to get into yoga. Uh, but anyways, I'm expecting a really... Because Seidel can also get technical, and I'm sure they're going to twist a lot of different areas when this match that you can go. I'm expecting a very good match, but however, Wardlow's probably going to come out on top of this. Yeah, Wardlow's definitely going to win this match. We've seen Wardlow in the spotlight before. I know that cage match with Cody Rhodes obviously comes to mind. He looked great in that match, but obviously put over Cody at the time. Um, I expect Matt Seidel. God, if I don't ever here. hear that name Cody Rhodes ever again, I will be okay with it. I don't understand it. the heat. I don't understand it. I will not take up any more time with Cody Rhodes than he'll be able to take up time on his own. So I. Oh jeez. It's listen. I I don't hate the dude. I really don't. But something's got to change. It's getting a little stale. When when did this change occur in the AW fan base? I started noticing it. Him. Okay. I started noticing it in the original Darby Allen feud because every time, because the thing with the TBS or the TNT title 
Co it was pretty much made for Cody. Let's be completely honest here. It was made for Cody, uh, for Cody to get that championship run because he's even though he said he's never going to go for the AEW title, sure he probably is not going to. But that's why they made the TNT title. Uh, or if they didn't even if they really truly wanted to make a television title, Cody was probably first in line to say, "Hey, let me let me get a run with this. I can I can do some stuff with it." And he did. It was a great first run. He put over a lot of people. He brought in a, a Warhorse. He brought in Eddie Kingston. Uh, Ricky Starks and those names just bringing in uh, to the new talent to AEW. Mm -hmm. So, but here's my thing. I started noticing it whenever Cody was in a high-profile feud. Even if the guy he was going up against ended up getting the bigger, if he got put over, the heat would probably, or the heat would probably go off of Cody in some way. The exact moment I started noticing it is when, Cody was raising Darby's hand after their match at last year, or before it was at full gear last year, or the first full gear, where they had the TNT championship and Darby first won it. Cody was raising his hand. Out comes Team Taz. Beats down uh, Darby and Cody. Uh, and then they focus on Darby. So they put Darby through a spotlight. Yada, yada. Cody comes in, tries to make the save, and so gets the heat off Cody. And puts the baby face back on that. That's when I started noticing it. I was like, okay, so like, is Cody just never going to have character development whatsoever? Like, my thing with him is that everyone up until this point in AEW has had sort of, sort of character arc. Cody has had none. You've kind of seen glimpses of it when he dyed his hair black for when he was in the uh, dog collar match with uh, Brody Lee. What was the point of that? What, dyeing his hair black? Yeah. He was a filming arrow. Was that the real? Really that was the, the that was why? the real reason why the kayfabe oh, reason why is probably because oh he's got a darker side to him he's gonna right, come back then, more and then he weeks did after he's blonde again and then it's a whole exactly thing. that's my point What's, yeah that that's my point there's been no character development with Cody Rhodes and they've been teasing it forever and like you saw the hints of it with the Brody Lee stuff by the way uh, we're coming up on a year where Brody Lee has passed. Uh, Everybody should take a second to remember that man for how great of a person he was and great of a wrestler. And I still get emotional thinking about that because he's Brody Lee was one of my favorites. Uh, so I hope wherever you are, Brody, I hope you're uh, putting somebody over because that's what he did best. Absolutely. Um, what was I saying? Oh, with Cody's stuff. I, I mean, I, again, I didn't want to get in this rant because I knew it was going to take forever. Here's my thing. You need to do something to change it up. And you kind of see it now. Like, he just came out against Sammy Guevara and did, a, like, a heel, like, did, like, a Hollywood move on him. He's like, good luck, kid, about... Because he's going to challenge for the TNT title down the line. And you kind of saw it with the Malachi Black stuff where he was in the Arn, where Arn threatened to shoot Cody Rhodes, which was really yeah. <laughs> weird, but All also hilarious at the same time. Uh I just, Cody's got to develop something because it's becoming stale. And I was talking with somebody else about this. He's becoming John Cena in his first big run. And Which I'm fine with personally, but that's just. Yeah, but in 2021, I think there's better directions to go. You're not wrong. I think, so when you said you first noticed it against Darby, I think I first noticed it when he fought Anthony Okogo. Yes, That's I for completely forgot about that. Everybody thought, you know, Okogo was going to go win, over. And then 
everything is right in the world. I blocked that out of my mind because that was such a personally I hated that build up. The I entire the entire America versus the UK thing, I just yeah. felt pretty self-absorbed. I think if they didn't go that way, Cody might have dropped that match, but because it was so America versus European, he came out wearing that suit and everything like he kind of had to win that match at that point. Exactly. And I'm like there is no reason to go in that direction. You have the built-in storyline with the factory and you not training those guys anymore with QT Marshall. Just go that route. Exactly. The the up and coming uh you know trainee who has something against his trainer, you know, who's better. Could have easily gone that route. Right. And it probably would have been a better story, and but instead we got the freaking you know the ugly ugly Union Jack underwear of Anthony Gogo and the awful weigh-in segment that was yeah had i don't love the idea of like that one shot cripples a man just like the one body shot but i mean it oh was... you're a ufc fan you know how yeah yeah no doubt but like you don't kidney really shot. see many kidney shots that knock out a man mm -hmm. and with wrestling especially it's not it's scripted is my favorite word on how to describe it but predetermined whatever you want to use yeah in that sense you know like it's not the huge blow that puts them down, but they're acting as if it's that huge blow that puts them down. I like more creative finishers like that rather than just like a punch to the body. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you definitely oh, have to I put them. Yeah, I completely you agree. You definitely have to put them over in that first match against a guy like Cody Rhodes. In I think it was a pay per view. It right? was a pay per view. Yeah, it was a pay per view. It was uh, all out, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Or no, it was double or nothing. Okay. It was double or nothing. And to to sum up this entire point, where has Anthony Agogo been since? Didn't he just return? I think he got hurt. I think he just returned on AEW Dark. I, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. And I'm like, this was your big guy you're building up, and then he yeah. immediately disappears. And then for some reason, the feud continued like a few weeks after, too. They had like two tag matches. I'm like, mm -hmm. should have ended the pay-per-view. Anyways, my rant on Cody Road is over. I Unless something changes with him character development-wise, I will happily never see him on my television again. Man, I do not have that same resentment towards Cody Rhodes I I wouldn't even call it resentment I'm just like bored I guess I'm so. bored I guess I just kind of because I that. feel like you are just taking up screen time and you know the outcome already like I said it's just John Cena in the early 2000s again I guess the man can cut some promos he's still a good wrestler and he built AEW so that's kind of why I now take that have... route as a character please I, that's I interesting to me I agree I think some character flaws are obviously there but I can't help but feel bad for the man when he's walking out and the whole arena is booing him. When he when he is part of the reason why they're in that arena in the first place. But we'll leave it there. Uh, you could argue the same thing for the Bucks, but the Bucks are still getting great screen time. And I don't think they're being anywhere close as to well, being uh, boring or, I won't say, I'll say stale. I mean, in that point, they, the Bucks have had story progression. Yeah, they have and that's my characters. point. So, yeah, who knows if Cody Rhodes turns heel and joins that whole faction. Make it happen this Wednesday on Winter is Coming. Back to that card, by the way, to bring it full circle. I don't know where he would fit into the card. Maybe a Sammy Guevara pulls out a promo. Probably or a segment like that, yeah. Which, hopefully, Sammy beats him. I would hate to see Cody run with another <sighs> TNT title. Plus, Sammy Guevara is probably my favorite wrestler in AEW. I've kind of come to that conclusion. I think I he... Sammy has been put in the fortunate place of behind a great T 
TNT title runs after Darby and Miro, you have to follow that up. And he immediately got put on the back burner because of the American Top Team stuff. Yeah. So that kind of killed his momentum coming out of that Miro win. So, but here's now, here's now your chance to go out and stake it. Uh, Cody Rhodes, the first uh, rivalry out of that, probably not the best choice um, because there's a lot of baggage attached to Cody Rhodes with the audience in that. But I'm assuming we're going to see something on this Wednesday for winter is coming. Yeah, I agree. But going back, because we kind of went off track there, Wardlow and Seidel, I do think Wardlow is going to win. Do you see... Oh, yeah, that's where we started this. Yeah. Do you think uh, <laughs> Wardlow is going to split from MJF Yes. somewhat soon? I mean, we've seen this for years, mm-hmm. for a year or so plus. When is this going to come? I think it culminates whenever the Punk and MJF match happens. I think that's going to be the payoff at the end of this feud. Uh, I Part of me wanted it to happen last week in the Battle Royal and MJF's hometown. Usually in a history of... AEW does this differently because they let the hometown people go over, typically. Which I really enjoy. Which it gives a good feeling to the people. It gives the crowd a payoff. And what you're usually not typically used to in the WWE is that... The hometown people will get a nice moment in front of their crowd. I wanted that to be the opposite for the first time in AEW. When Max is being that face, he's showing positive emotion towards that crowd. He's one of the last few people in there. Wardlow's one of the last few people in there. Wardlow tosses him. He's in the match for the uh, ring. That's how I would have done it. Or that's an option that I would have considered. Uh, the way I think it goes now, a slow burn is warranted. Um, I think it culminates with, actually, you know what? I take this back. I can, I'll tell you, you the exact date it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen next year in 2022 in January on the 19th. Do you know why January the 19th? I have no idea. Because that day dynamite will be held in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio is the hometown of Wardlow. If you're going to split and get a huge reaction, you do it in front of a hometown crowd who's already behind the dude. That's the exact date. Mark it down right now. I'm telling you right now. That's when Wardlow will be splitting from MJF. I liked your first thing with CM Punk because when I think of big matches with two high-profile fight- er, wrestlers, I think how do you protect the loser? That's my first thing. It's not who's going to win. It's how do you protect the loser. And if you're talking MJF and CM Punk, if you're protecting the loser, in this case, I think it would be MJF. I think you would have to have Wardlow interfere in that. That way, MJF clearly has a path after that matchup to feud with Wardlow for however long. I think that's how it would have to go. But that is with the mindset of MJF losing to CM Punk and then them going in their separate ways. Well, is it a one-match feud, or is it a three-match feud? Punk and... Uh, Punk MJF? and MJF, yeah. I would assume it would be a one-match feud. You think so? I think it's kind of just culminating into this one big moment. I Yeah, I can see that. However, I think the promos up until this point, I feel like they're kind of holding back a little bit. They kind of feel repetitive. So that makes me think they're kind of holding back on stuff for a bigger event. And I think... Obviously, MJF is going to come out the bigger star at the end of this. Uh, Punk is still one of the best. Even with the seven years off, Punk is still one of the best in the business, and he didn't lose a single step 
And you saw that in his matches so far up to this point and on the mic as well. Uh, by the way, loved the swerve they did when the, they were in Long Island when they played MJS music and CM Punk came out. Mm-hmm. Loved, loved, loved that because for months when it was rumored that Punk was going to come back, that's how they wanted a majority of the internet wrestling community, uh, who was just terrible, by the way. Uh, nobody's worse than wrestling fans, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> We're terrible people. Uh, the main... One of the things that kept getting discussed is have CM Punk's music play, Cult of Personality, and then have MJF come out. Immediate nuclear heat. But I felt like that, obviously that's low-hanging fruit. Punk talked about that before. But the swerve they did with that in Long Island, really enjoyed that. Uh, But going back to the point about Wardlow, I don't think that... You don't, I don't think you necessarily... I think MJF is so established right now that I don't think you necessarily need to protect him. I think the same thing is for uh, it's the same thing for Punk. Punk is Punk's a legend in the wrestling community now. You don't need to protect him. He can take a loss whenever he wants, and then immediately come back and say, "Oh, you know what? He's still the best in the world. He'll still put out great matches." Uh, but Wardlow, the split—it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I don't. I just don't see it happening before MGF and uh, CM Punk have their match. And we don't know when that match is going to happen, too. Exactly. I don't know if they're going to wait until Revolution, which I believe is in early March. I think it's the first week of March. Yeah. Unless they do another, like, Winter is Coming type title dynamite show where it's really big. And I think that's where they're leaning towards. I think so, too. I think they started this feud almost too early, and then they're like, oh, crap, our next pay-per-view isn't until March. How are we going to have this go? I think AEW kind of does that sometimes with their planning. They start things a little too early. Um, Well, that's a double-edged sword because, one... You have to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, absolutely. Two, you, ha- you can't always plan for big moments to happen. Sometimes you have to formulate to make those big moments happen. Uh, and so, for example, this entire feud with Punk, like you said, March is a ways away. And I'm assuming that there's going to be another special event somewhere in between. Oh, there is, actually. The Battle of the Belts. That's in between... That's right. uh, Winter is coming and revolution. So right. that is a possibility there. I hate that name though. Uh, you know what? Could be worse. It's Night of Champions. That's could be worse. It's Night of Champions, but they just said Battle of the Belts. Put that alliteration in there and then have a dynamite for it. You know me, Jake. I'm a guy with alliteration. I know. I'm a but big alliteration guy. I wish I knew the date on that. Because that here's the thing. Really... I would gar- I would put money down with sports betting almost becoming legal in Ohio that January nineteenth would be a date to keep an eye on where Wardlow splits. And I don't exactly remember when Battle of the Belts is, but January 19th, Cleveland, Ohio, I guarantee you something happens with that there. Battle of the Belts has that Night of Champions stigma, right? Every belt has to be defended. I'd assume so. Not really much information has been released on right. it, uh, but that would be my assumption. Because if, obviously, you have the AW Championship match this Wednesday night with Adam Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. I'm so excited who, for this match. I am too, but who would... Who would come up as a challenger that soon? Let's we'll get into that once we talk about yes. Hitman Daniels. Okay, we'll get. Let's into uh, that. yeah, um, let's move on to the other matches on the card. So yeah, we we'll both think Wardlow is going to beat Matt Seidel. Both expect a great match and for Wardlow to split from MJF in the future. But moving on from that, we have the, January nineteenth. We'll calling see. it. We'll see. I will be there. I, I will, will also be there. be there. Nice. Um, 
Anyways, our trilogy match between Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. I know you're really excited about this one. Oh, my gosh. The technical ability of Serena Deeb is almost unmatched within the uh, women's wrestlers. Uh, Hikaru Shida has been silently one of uh, AEW's uh, MVPs over the last year, and especially during the Daily's Place era when they were running the COVID shows. She was really the one to hold the women's division down and put on those great matches against the likes of Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Excuse me. Uh, but here's why I really enjoy this matchup. They already have a built-in feud. My, the biggest weakness with AEW is still their women's division. Uh, that's clear and obvious, and I think they're trying to address that with the TBS title. Which is what I was referencing when I said AEW starts things too early. Mm -hmm. I think they started that tournament way too early because it's still going on. And like usually when you have wrestling tournaments, you have fights in that tournament take place every week, and it's a relatively quick thing. But I think they're waiting to crown the champion like at the first TBS show of Dynamite, and we just haven't been seeing these matchups on a week-to-week -week basis. Which... I think that... I, yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I also think that adds, like, a big fight feel to it. Um, for example, the Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho match. That The way it was spaced out, that gave them time to build some video packages, film some promos, and yeah. build that match up. I think they, out of anything else, the most important thing, the most important content happens in the ring. And for almost every single match outside of Jade's matches, uh, Jade Cargill's, uh, they've been pretty very good matches mm -hmm. uh so i can't complain about the tbs title because the build-up is rarely remembered if the match is really good if the match yeah. is bad people will think oh you know this was so built up like blah 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 blah, blah. however that's why i'm super excited for the sheeta and deep match you already have a built-in storyline with uh deep costing sheeta her 50 wins on the first time her in her first attempt then sheeta getting it against deep in the uh, tbs title tournament and then we have round three. Uh, winner is coming. I'm expecting to see. I hope they get at least 20 minutes because these two women have great chemistry. I'm sure they'll be able to tear the house down and pull out some stuff they haven't pulled out in the last two matches. I know you said we were talking off air before we got on is that you don't like trio or like trilogies in pro wrestling. I don't. It's that whole like scripted feeling in the UFC. I'm a big UFC guy as well. I think trilogies are just more authentic. There's more going into it. There's more, like, technical ability going into it, and that's kind of the storyline behind a trilogy. I mean, trilogies, you can go with wrestling in terms of, like, storytelling, and if, like, match two, one of the wrestlers got snubbed in a way, then, of course, you can do that trilogy, but this one just doesn't entertain me as much. Personally, I like Sheeta here. I think, I don't know if this is a hot take, but Sheeta, in my opinion, has been widely disregarded since she lost her title which i think is completely unfair i think yeah she's been relegated to kind of uh dark and elevation she kind of she hasn't been great on screen time and again that's going back to the criticism of the women's division doesn't really get the huge spotlight that everyone else does like the tag team division or the heavyweight division or the tbs yeah. does or I think, tnt i think she needs the spotlight of like a becky lynch or charlotte flair for wwe oh. she needs to be one of those staples in the women's division and I right agree. now she is not that way. After losing the title, she didn't get the rematch against Britt Baker, which I hope that she will sometime. But I was hoping that would happen after she dropped the title in the first place. And then you had that women's battle royale that uh, Soho won, mm -hmm. and she got eliminated super, super early. Yeah. 
Uh, again, that's one of AEW's biggest criticisms, that they don't really put the focus on the entire women's division as a whole, but only certain people at certain times. Like, right now, their focus has been on Britt, Jade, and the TBS title, and the last four women remaining in that. Uh, I Jade, to me, still needs a lot of work. Uh, yeah. This is a completely different discussion, but I... For me, the best outcome for the TBS title, I think, would be either Thunder Rose or Ruby Soho. That's the only two options for me. Those are two of the four women left in there. And once that is officially done, I expect more storylines for the women to come out of this. And that's where I think this match at Winter is Coming is going to play a huge part. Because I think whoever wins this match will be the first challenger for the TBS title, whoever ends up winning that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Obviously, Jay Cargill needs some work. I just think she's being built up so much to mm-hmm. the point where I don't see her not winning the title at this point, or maybe something happens that sabotages her and still protects her. Again, I always think about how wrestlers get protected. Um, I don't know how that would play out. I honestly think Britt Baker's run has been a little underwhelming so far as well. It's but. Yeah, I agree with you, but it's because her matches have been booked almost identically. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll have a great match to start out. It'll kind of start to sputter. And then Babyface come back. Interference from Jamie Hayter or Rebel. And then fake fall. Uh, Britt will get the win somehow. That's how almost every match has been. Yeah. And they have to change that formula because Britt is better than that. She's Absolutely. shown she's better Absolutely. than that. And every single one of her challengers are better than that. So I wish they would change up that formula. Whoever her next challenger is. Uh, I think it's Riho. Riho's going to challenge her next. Uh, I don't. I think that'll be probably a battle for the belts whenever that is. I actually just figured it out. It's January eighth. Okay. In Charlotte. So, yeah. So January battle of the belts 8th. probably will get a bunch of matches. What we've been talking about there, and then, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, the AEW still has to work on their women's division, but I'm very excited for this match because at the end of the day, it's all about the product inside the ring, and then if you get a better story added element into that. It only just makes it better. Yeah. I'd like to see Sheeta win this. I think Deeb is going to win. I'm okay with either one because personally, I don't really care. Um, I just think Sheeta deserves the respect and I want her to go up against Britt Baker. Next. Uh, Honestly, as the next contender, I would like to see Sheeta versus Britt Baker. Sheeta and Baker too. All right. I'm not against it. I think uh, Deeb is going to get pushed forward though as moving forward and rightfully so because that woman is very good at wrestling. I could see like a woman of a thousand holds. I could see the winner of this match challenging for the AW Women's title next, and then the loser being the first challenger for the TBS title next. Interesting take. That is kind of how I see this. I mean, obviously, I have a bunch of contenders at play. We still have the four women in the TBS tournament. Any of those losers could obviously be the next contender as well. Um, but yeah, I think the loser could easily go for that TBS title, and that could be a good feud there as well. That's true. All right, well, moving on. The co-main event, I guess you could say. I would say so. The AW Diamond Battle Royale ring match, I guess. MJF versus Dante Martin. Dante Martin has been built up over the last uh, probably two or three months. Very well, if I might Very well. This kid is talented. He is special. And he's only 21 years of age. Yeah, it makes us feel good. I'm 22. And I am sitting here talking about him in front of a microphone, drinking a Gatorade. That's that's how talented this guy is. 
And there's a bunch of different outcomes for this match that I can see happening. Um, what's the most realistic? I, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. You don't, they don't build up Dante Martin this month just to have him have without a plan happening because they have multiple different storylines coming into this. You have the Punk and MJF stuff. You have the Team Taz and Dante Martin stuff. Plus, you add Leo Rush into that. And there's a bunch of different ways you can take it. We saw Dante kind of turn on Team Taz. Uh, that kind of led to Hook's debut this past Friday on uh, Rampage, uh, which was very interesting. I liked what I saw, but I need to see more from uh, before I call myself a Hook guy. It leaves us wanting more. It leaves us wanting more. And that's that all was, you can that's ask. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you can ask. And Dante Martin I mean, has been waiting for us to want more from him. And I think that's where we'll see this finally come to a head with MJF in his uh, ring. I think Dante is going to pull out the win via shenanigans somehow uh, because there's just too much stuff happening to not have shenanigans happen one way or another. Whether you get Team Taz in there, Leo Rush, or Punk, costing MJF the ring, which I think is a very big possibility. I do not see Maxwell Jacob Freeman walking out with the Dynamite Diamond Battle. Whatever. What They have such a weird name for Just it. Just say Diamond Dynamite, Dynamite Diamond Ring. Yeah. I do not see him walking out for a third consecutive year with it. Man. So you kind of previewed it well. This match could go very in a, numerous ways. Obviously, there's so much going into it, but I don't see MJF losing this match. Okay. I can't see him losing this match. Kind of like how you said with all the shenanigans going on. I think the same can be said for Dante Martin. I think Team Taz will cost Dante Martin the ring. I think Wardlow and the MJF stuff might hit like a boiling point in this match as well. Whether that might be like Wardlow just walking up the ramp and going away. I mean, he's having a match prior in the night probably. So, so he, he might not even be out He might not corner. even be out there. Um, or this match happens first. And then Warlow's still out there. Maybe. We don't know the we don't know where the matches are going to be. AEW tends to have a big match first, and I on really all of their cards. really love how they do that. By I the way. I do too. I mean, I could see it, but also like the two matches we talked about prior are no are no joke either. No, they not at all. Every single show. one of these matches could go could steal the show. Honestly, they could. Yeah. But I think they're saving that for the main event. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, Dante Martin obviously joined Team Taz and then um, threw that out of the window during the battle royale. I think Team Taz ruins the match for him, and then that sparks a feud between Dante Martin and then Leo Rush between Team Taz. You can throw Hook and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs in that as well. Or maybe are they going to send Hook? I think that. Are might they going to send Hook? I think they might send Hook. Send Hook. Send Hook. Uh, I think they might send Hook for like the final feud matchup. I think this will probably go on for a couple months. That's kind of how I see Dante Martin being built up. In the next couple months, I feel so bad for Dante's brother Darius. Is he's, he hurt still? Or what's I don't, going on? I don't, I don't know if he's cleared yet, but he's been on the shelf for a very knee long injury time. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I can see him sliding right back in there with him, like if he decides whether he wants to go back to Team Taz or they wants to team up with Leo Rush. I think they're easily a tag team contender with that Dante being built up. I don't know, uh, but I feel bad for him because I feel like he's kind of getting forgotten about in this entire saga yeah top flight is still a great tag team at heart but so for dante martin's side i think he loses um because of team taz they feud for the next couple months great storyline there on the mjf side i just don't see him losing this match in route to the biggest match of his life against cm punk 
And yeah, and you know, I can see it going either way myself as well. But I, I think this match plays as a pivotal story turning point for both these two individuals and their individual stories. Like, Punk made reference to how MJF can't win a big match without the diamond ring. Uh, so I think that's going to lead up to why I think MJF is eventually going to lose. And then Dante Martin's been built up as this huge prospect, wanting people to get him signed to whatever deal Leo, Team Taz, with Dante having that ring. I think it's going to build up even more as a prospect. So that's where I think Dante is going to end up winning that match. I I can easily see that happening. I can see, you know, MJF in like the corner with a shocked face while Dante Martin's um having his hands up and then puts mm-hmm. the ring on his pinky or whatever. Celebrating with Leo Rush and then having to run away from Team it, Taz. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. And then maybe even MJF gets pity, has Wardlow with them, they punish them, and then you know CM Punk comes out and they cut a promo. Um, I could see that happening easily, mm-hmm. but I just think MJF has to win this match going into that Punk feud on a high. I don't see, because Punk can easily attack the fact that he lost to a guy who's 20 years old in Dante Martin and how he is unproven without the ring and all that stuff going into it. I think MJF has to win this match, be on a high going into the uh, Punk match and then losing that match, which is where I see Wardlow splitting the uh, relationship with MJF. It's not bad. Again, I don't think there's a wrong way to go with this, uh, but it's a toss-up for me. This is really the only match I I could see going either. Ah, ah, man. See, it's a good card. When you have it is a really like good card. That, yeah, it's a good. It's card. a really good card. I know uh, Wardlow's kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. I think the championship match is kind of obvious as well. Yeah, but the two in between. I mean, Sheeta. Oh, I don't know about the championship match though. Oh, we'll I talk about that obvious. in a minute. Though. I think it's obvious. We'll talk but, about that in a minute. Yeah, and then MJF Dante Martin. I mean. You can argue both sides. I think regardless of who wins, there will be interference, whether it be Team Taz or Wardlow. That, I think that's Punk. almost a guarantee. Yeah, that's the that's only thing guaranteed from this match. going to be the reason why the winner is the winner and yep. why the loser is the loser. 100%. Real quick, are we going to see a special debut or anything like that happen? Because yes. last year's winner is coming. We saw the entry of Sting! Yes. So are we going to see something like that happen this year? Because there's only four matches on the card. You have to fill up two hours. There's going to be some yeah. promo packages, something like it's being played. I think a staple of like winter is coming is going to be a big debut over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think so. I did mention how we we're going to talk about wrestling free agency. So you think it's going to be who? We talked about this off air. Yeah. I think the most obvious one you move forward with is Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, right. His contract has expired. He doesn't have those 90-day non-compete clause as if he was gotten released from his contract. Um, I think the most obvious one is Kyle O'Reilly. You get uh, get him back with Bobby Fish, uh, reform Red Dragon, or you can do the Undisputed Era. Uh, it's really the it's a pick'em, really much how you want to do. I think that's the most obvious fit. Um, I know there are other names out there as well with the Ring of Honor stuff happening. There's a lot of free agents out there as well. You could grab into the mix. They just signed Jay Lethal. Um, and obviously Johnny Gargano, uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Cleveland boy. Um, I, I, I think Johnny Gargano is going to take some time off with obviously his wife, Candice Larry being pregnant, being due in February. I think they're just going to take some time off to themselves, uh, make a decision what's best for their family. Because Candice is still under contract with WWE. Um, I don't know when exactly when her contract is up, but the, I think the most obvious one for me is that we're going to see Kyle O'Reilly uh, this Wednesday night and join forces once again with Bobby Fish. Maybe Adam Cole, maybe the uh, super click. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think Kyle O'Reilly is probably the one that makes the most sense, at least. I think it can make waves immediately, especially in the tag team division. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. I think Kyle O'Reilly will be the special debut at Winter is Coming. They'll probably cut a promo. Um, you could even see a, a guy like Adam Cole come out um, to reignite that. But out of all the wrestling free agents right now, because we do have a couple. There's a lot of them. I want to spark the question of who would you want to see most in AEW today? So let's just throw some names out there. Kyle Riley's one. Johnny Gargano's one. Um, I'll throw Jeff Hardy into it for now. And uh, maybe even like Braun Strowman, I guess. Could throw Braun Strowman in there. I think you missed. And Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens. Not yet, but His contract's up in January. Yeah, let's throw him in there too. Because why not? We'll worry about Kevin Steen when the time's right. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you're missing an obvious name there. Yeah, and, and wind him. Wind him. Oh, okay. Okay. Bray Wyatt. AKA Bray Wyatt. Okay. Uh, I think that's an obvious choice. If you want to grab a big name and make moves, I think you have to look at that as far as as far as moving the needle and getting another huge name. How I've gone back and forth on it because I don't think he's a hundred percent fits right into what AEW is doing. Uh, not like, unlike a Kyle O'Reilly who can go in, mix and match with anybody and make it be successful. You know, same thing with Jeff Hardy. He can come in, team with his uh, brother Matt, uh, and finally have the last run that they rightfully deserve as a tag team, uh, which they really didn't get. Um, they kind of just overstayed their welcome in WWE and they just kind of got thrown to the wayside. And Matt and AEW has been hit and miss. Um, so I yeah. think get, giving them a last run would be fine. Uh, but man, as far as free agents go, I'm going to throw, I'm going to say Wyndham and I'm going to throw yeah. another name in there because he was a ring of honor free agent. I'm going to say Brody King as well. I'm going to say you take Wyndham, Brody King, don't put them with the Dark Order because that is low-hanging fruit, and I do not like that suggestion at all. Well, the Dark Order is babyfaces now. Yeah. With Hangman Page, that would not fit Exactly. And I don't like when people suggest Windham should take over the Dark Order. You know, sure, you have you have the history there with uh, Brody Lee, and I just feel like that's low-hanging fruit. And the Dark yeah. Order has said they don't want a new leader. So I think they should just let them be them whatever they want to be, what they are right now. I enjoy them. They're fun, quirky guys who just happen to be in a cult. It's fine. Yeah, the Dark Order is no longer like the Dark Order. Yeah. They're not a Dark Order. They're not a Dark Team. No. They're babyfaces. Exactly. And like you said, they're quirky and they're fun. They're supporting Hang- Hangman Adam Page. Introducing a guy like Windham into that just makes no sense. And here's you can turn the Dark Order back at any time, but I feel like it's just way too soon to do that. And I don't think the route going with Wyndham Rotunda is the right move. Yeah. But when I do, when I say bring him in and Brody King, you put them with Malachi Black. And you that, fully establish the House of Black that he has been talking about ever since he's come into AEW. That would be You fun. fully establish that because that's another thing with the Cody Rhodes. He got looped into that and Cody had to go over. So you fully establish them back together. Uh, Brody King and Malachi, and then you add the elements of having Windham Rotunda in there, I think that's a force to be reckoned with and super interesting with a bunch of creative minds altogether. Who did Malachi Black just attack? 
on Dynamite. <laughs> the Varsity was Blondes. It? Okay. And uh, poor Julia, poor, poor, poor innocent Julia Hart, 19 years old, okay. was uh, the victim of the Black Mist. <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be a good first feud. I don't understand why they did that. It did not fit into Dynamite at all. So I think it has a little bit of underlying big picture storytelling. Yeah, and I would agree with that if it is Wyndham coming over and then that being their first Even feud. if he's not coming in, I think it still has a bunch of storytelling elements you can think. With The Mist, you've seen a little bit of... Everybody who's been a victim of The Mist has a little bit of a character arc going on right now. And I think the way they want to do it it's kind of like the mist is a little bit of corrupting people and kind of, I'll, I'll it to this. Uh, if you're a Batman fan, the villain scarecrow, he has a, a toxin that makes you see your greatest fears. And he sprays that with you. You see everything going in there and it makes you just become a, like a bad person. So the mist in my eyes, at least this would be in my creative writing head would be, the mist, you get hit the mist, you start becoming the worst version of yourself. So you see it with the elements with Cody and Sammy Guevara. Cody's kind of like big leaguing him. It's like, good luck, kid. Just uh, keep it tight for keep it warm for me. And then you see Pac, who's kind of been even more of an angrier person uh, from when he got missed. Dante Martin, he's been greedful because he's been taking money from Team Taz and Leo Rush. You know, it's that little subtle storytelling I really like about Malachi Black. So I think there's that built-in story element with there with the Varsity Blondes, and then maybe we'll see Julia Hart start to act up in some. Poor innocent Julia Hart. Why did you have to do that, Malachi? She is such a sweetheart. I, I like what you're proposing here. I just don't really see it happening because I feel like to really come full circle with The Mist, you'd have to get everybody to kind of like come together that was affected by it in a way i don't think you need to have them like I, form a faction but i, I think they I need know. to do like their own thing from it and be more pronounced like lee johnson he got hit with the mist he's mostly on dark and elevation so that's really not going to be part of the storyline yeah. the varsity blondes have been on dynamite more than lee johnson has big shoddy uh so i think you'll see it more with the guys like cody like Pac like the Varsity Blondes and Julia Hart. So I think they just all need to do their own subtle things with it. I don't think they yeah. all need to form a group. I just don't see the Mist playing that big of a role, I guess. I think it's more of just Oh, like, I could just be talking. Yeah, I think it's just more of him just spitting it in the eyes. They can't see, gets the win. It also follows along with that whole dark persona and everything like mm -hmm. that. Which like, I don't think they play into enough. And that's where bringing it back full circle, you bring in when him Rotunda, absolutely. you bring in Brody King, Fully established the House of Black. And yeah. you got a new dominant faction who's kind of oh. taken over that role of the monster heels from the Dark Order. And think about it, They can go against the factory. They can go against and Just start Circle, listing them. Super click. All of it. Bingo. And then you could have that blood and guts match between them. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Absolutely. I, I think you would love have to the do blood and guts match with that idea. Super click versus that little faction. Blood and Guts. I would love that. I would love to see the Young Bucks in a Blood and Guts match. I think they would just be too creative to... Yeah, how could you not, not have, have them that. do that? Exactly. I think, yeah, you would throw in the Super Click. Uh, I think the... Because Red Dragon is probably going to split from the Elite. I don't think uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are going to stick with the round of the Elite. I think they're going to do their own thing in the tag team. Well, that could be why they lose in that match, too. It's true. 
Um, There's a lot of possibilities. But who do you think is going to come in? Who do you so, who do you want to see the most? So first, off, give me both. First off, I did not think about Wyndham at all. Exactly. We could very well see him. We could speculate all day. We could very well see him at Winter's Coming. We could. That could be the the big debut. Um, that could be why somebody wins, somebody loses. I think it makes sense because why would Malachi Black randomly target a tag team? It makes no sense mm-hmm. unless you bring in another guy. But in a tag real team quick, there. how funny would it be if it was just a one-off thing with no payoff? He just, just came out and spit in her eyes <laughs> for no reason. Poor Julia makes, Hart. Oh, it just man. makes no sense. I don't. I didn't understand why it happened. I was confused, but now with what you're saying, it makes sense, mm-hmm. and it could lead to something way bigger and way better. Personally, out of that list, if I were to take Jeff Hardy out of that list, I would probably pick Johnny Gargano. Okay, because he's the Cleveland guy. Um, you I got don't that hometown watch, feeling for him. I don't watch NXT, but well, let me you know, speak on behalf of Johnny. Things. Yeah, go ahead. Because go ahead. Johnny is one of my favorite professional wrestlers on the planet. He can put out a good match with literally anybody. You can throw him out there with a broomstick, and he would get at least three and a half stars. Uh, I think the star rating is stupid, by the way. But anyways, uh, he'd get a good match out of anybody. He's one of the best pure professional wrestlers and storytellers in the ring that I would throw up there. He is akin to. Shawn Michaels when he in the early 90s when he was a babyface. That's how I akin him to. He's obviously a little bit more versatile in the ring than Shawn was. Like he can do more high flying stuff. He's a little bit more technical than Shawn. But the way he storytells in his matches is the way I see that with Shawn. He is so good. One of my favorite matches was uh that's all time. Uh Johnny Gargano and uh Andrade. Uh El Idolo now. Uh, from their when for the NXT title, one of my favorite matches of all time. Highly, highly regard him as one of my favorites and one of the best in the business. So that's all you need to know about Johnny Gargano. Yeah, well, there you go. Also, he's from Cleveland, so you got the hometown feel. Exactly. I mean, I, also, does he have the ninety day. No, his contract expired. Cleveland show. Cleveland show, baby. Cleveland show. January nineteenth. I mean, it would Johnny make wrestling. sense. He wouldn't have to like come in and do show after show after show, because no. I know like they baby only on do the way. one, one maybe two shows a week. Yeah, baby on the way. I mean, he could easily just cut some promos in the meantime, mm-hmm. do something small like I that. I think the easiest way to debut uh, Johnny Gargano is TNT title, uh, yeah, right. in in January at Cleveland show. Maybe that's the easiest way to do it. But as again, like a, that's low hanging fruit. Obviously, as like a. Um, mystery opponent sammy walks out and then we're all waiting and then it's johnny gargano coming out Mm -hmm. i could see it i just don't like i don't like the idea of the open challenge with the tnt title see i love the open challenge because i think it i'll i'll look it back john cena made it super popular it was a thing before john cena did it but john cena made it popular with the u.s title back in 2015 yeah i like seeing it because it offers different matchups without having to build stories around it that's the thing with professional wrestling. Nine out of ten storylines, or nine out of ten matches, need a storyline to be built up to it. Open challenges just let two guys go out there, tear the house down, no repercussions whatsoever. That's why I enjoy it. I, I And I understand that point, and I enjoy them too. I enjoy the matches themselves. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy the fact that that's all the champion gets in a way. You know, I like the champion. Right. I like building up champions, mm-hmm. and I like... Sammy Guevara as the TNT champion right now. I think yeah. it makes perfect sense. But just sticking them in these one-week fuse. We have that Tony Nice. Tony Nice. Tony Nice. Yep. Okay. 
Tony Nese feud. The premier athlete. Yeah, that all that whole thing, I mean, it was fine, but nothing great. Again, just another thing, just get to get banger matches out of it. Right, and I just don't want him to lose the title on a guest opponent that's coming out. That's the thing. Out. That's the one thing Boom. about open challenges. You already know the result. That's, and that's my Because their champions are not going to lose. That's my number one point about why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved when Cody Rhodes was doing it because we saw guys like Ricky Starks and so many others come about. Yeah. But in this point right now with Sammy Guevara, he's the one that needs to be put over. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, when he was TNT champion, he was putting out, putting over other people. In victory, and he was of course. And, in, in Cody Rhodes fashion. Yeah, but people were getting contracts and were becoming all elite in that whole process. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara right now, he needs to show that he's elite, which he is, and have the reign that he deserves. I don't want him to lose it on a one-off night against Johnny in his hometown. Because if it, He won he won. That's the thing. But and if Johnny debuts in Cleveland, he has to win that title. Not necessarily. He has if you to. have a good showing, I think that's really what matters. No, if, no way. I, not in his hometown, he has to win the title. Again, it goes if you have a good showing, if both guys it's one of your things. How do you make both guys look strong? If they look strong in defeat, I think that's all that matters. Depends on what way you go with Gargano. I mean, you could have um Adam Cole come out do whatever there. I mean, you could have a whole super click and him join that. You'd never know. I mean, he's going against Sammy, who's a babyface. If he debuts as a heel, I mean, you'll babyface that first because Cleveland, but then you bring out heels and win on the match. Then you could also set up like a trilogy between them two. It'd be great. This is the beauty about professional wrestling. It's all so subjective. Yeah. It's all subjective. And we're just arguing about a te- television show. That's yeah. all it is. But it's beautiful in a way because yeah. uh, it's so much fun. But anyways, That's really what all... If you get anything out of this podcast, people, just go enjoy professional wrestling. Yes. It doesn't need to be this serious, but I enjoy talking about it. It's all yeah. fun. Just go enjoy it. It's a television show at the end of the day. Exactly. But so, going back to the question, if I could pick one guy, yes. it would be Jeff Hardy. I, I That's not a bad pick at all. I just but think... here's the thing with Jeff. Um, I hope he's okay, and I hope everything upstairs is okay with him, and I hope physically that he's healthy. I just... There's been no and I don't want him it. to be jump ship if he's not. That's my one thing. I agree with you. I think the whole wrestling community agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just there was no details coming out of that's it. That's right? very true. He Obviously, a, we don't know the situation. He had a quote unquote rough night and was sent home. And that released. could mean thirty different things. And who knows? It sounds almost like he could have just pretended to have a rough night. Just Maybe to get, just to be released. In I a don't way. see Jeff doing I that don't, though. I don't see him doing that either. But who knows at, who this, knows point? at this point? Yeah, you're right. Um, but that's not a bad pick. Right now, I cannot stand Matt Hardy in AEW. I think the whole big money Matt persona is old, and I just honestly hate it. He has turned my favorite tag team in AEW private party into a dark and elevation tag team mm-hmm. and a tag team that just isn't relevant anymore. This is not the same tag team that beat the Young Bucks. On the premiere episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT, mm-hmm. the reason I fell in love with this company and Private Party as a whole, I just think he needs to come to AEW. Hardy Boys need to get back together, have their final run, like you said, and uh, yeah, have the have it be in a great company in AEW as well. Sure, yeah, I can't disagree with that. But I mean, Bray Wyatt's not a bad choice either with them coming in with. Um, I don't think Malachi there is Black. a bad choice, honest, honestly. Yeah, just. There's going to be something that happens. I can't say what it is, but there's going to be something that happens tomorrow or this Wednesday. Absolutely. And if anything can be said about AEW is they always match and most of the time exceed 
our expectations. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that Brian Danielson and Adam Cole were going to debut on the same night. Oh, back to back. We as were well. expecting one, and we're hoping for one. If neither one happened, we probably. Jake, I think happy. that is the most. I don't. I think the pure adrenaline from that event just kind of spoke through us via text because we immediately started texting each other through our group chat. It was great, and the happiness was just kind of profound and like spreading to other people who don't even watch wrestling. And we're just like, what is going on right now? You guys are so yeah. happy for no reason. Yeah. But no, I was very happy. But that leads into our main event, too. It does. It will be Hangman Adam Page as a champion, defending it against Brian Danielson, the now heel Brian Danielson. He's not a heel. He's just Brian Danielson. Uh, he's a heel. He's a heel. That's what Brian's telling people. He's oh. just, I'm not a heel. I'm just being me. I'm the best professional wrestler yeah, in the when world. You, when you say you're... Not a heel, and then you say you're gonna kick everybody's face in in the dark order. Obviously, he's a heel. Well, you're saying he's not, but okay. I'm speaking on behalf of Brian. Okay, okay. I he that's what he's saying. Okay, everybody knows he's a bad guy. Well, yeah, there you go. That's what I was speaking. And towards. he's being very, very, very mean towards Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, but it's hurting my feelings because I love you, Brian. Why are you doing this to yeah. to some good people? I think this match is very easy to predict. You see, kind of had the opposite. I've feeling. gone back and forth on it. See, I I see it one way. I think Adam Page defends. I don't see how Brian Danielson pulls the title off of Page this early in his title run at all. I don't want it to happen at all. I'm I'm a cowboy, Mark. I'm a hangman, Mark. I love me some cowboyish. That's I love it. Uh, however, Brian Danielson is the. I'm gonna go into full like promo mode. So. So I'm just going to talk as if. Brian Danielson is the best professional wrestler in the world, bar none. Uh, I don't think you can make that argument one way or another. Uh, He has done everything he said he was going to do and more since coming to AEW, except beat uh, Kenny Omega. And the one person who has beat Kenny Omega is standing across from him in this ring. So I think that's playing an underlying part in this story is that Brian sees Adam as the guy who did something that he didn't, and Brian wants to change that, and he wants to be the number one guy. He's here to wrestle, and he's here to be the best in the world, and he can obviously do that, but he's got the hottest thing in professional wrestling standing across from him and Hangman Adam Page, who is the AEW world champion, who is the top guy in the business at the moment. So you, Brian Danielson is facing the toughest challenge ahead of him to this Wednesday on Winter is Coming. Do I think Danielson will be AEW champion come Thursday morning? No. Do I think that Hangman Page is going to pin Brian Danielson? I think there's a possibility that there isn't. I don't... I can see something happening to where there being a screwy finish and somehow... Hangman still retains, uh, or and Brian somehow wins maybe by disqualification, or the because the, the time limit is sixty minutes for a championship match. These guys aren't going to go sixty minutes on television, right? <laughs> That's just the just the plain facts on it. Uh, they can't go sixty minutes, so that means you have to fit three other matches and all the other promos you're going to do within a hour span. I, you just can't do that. Plus, you add in commercials and all that for the Go Big Show or Shaq's new TV show, whatever. Uh, company guy, what I am. Um, I feel like they've started matches before, like the time limit would end, though. 
Like, I feel like it started t- title fights with, like, 20 minutes left in the show, and they say 60-minute time limit, but we, but we know, okay, we're 20 minutes till 10. It's going to end in 20 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They, they'll start so, like, it with, like, that's what I mean. They're not okay. going to start it with an hour left in the show. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Because gotcha. they know now. they're going to start it with, like, maybe, because I think they're going to go at least half hour. But isn't it time limit remaining or time remaining with like, 60 minutes or TV time remaining? TV time remaining, though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here's the thing: if the match gets cut off in TV time, that's yeah. But you could that's WCW esque era stuff. I know, but you could just, cut it to be like nine fifty nine, ten seconds left. TV 10, time 9, remaining 8. literally means like the stream will cut off, so they won't stop the match with like a minute left in the broadcast. I know but that's you can't really. I the easy, I think the best way to go about this is Hangman goes over clean. I think that only makes sense. I don't. So here's my thing with this match. This is obviously plan B for what was originally supposed to happen. If Mox didn't go out and get himself right, which by the way, Mox, all the love to you. Get yourself right. Hope to see you back soon. This was supposed to be Mox in the situation. Because uh, I fully believe Mox was supposed to wrestle Hangman at this event. We'd get Danielson and Omega 2 if uh, Kenny wasn't injured. And then we wouldn't have to have Miro lose to Danielson. I still think it wouldn't have been a bad idea to have Miro go over Danielson. Um, but obviously you want to keep the guy strong if he's going to be backup plan. So I don't, this is plan B. Hangman was always supposed to go over. I think Hangman still goes over. However, I don't think this is a one-off. Because Brian Danielson... I think for smart money says he's eventually going to be AEW world champion. Whether he beats a hangman Adam Page eventually, I don't think it's tomorrow night though. No, I don't think it's Wednesday night. I don't it's just so hard seeing how it ends. I'm pretty confident sitting here saying that Adam Page will be AEW champion come Thursday morning. I think I, it ends with a buckshot lariat and a one, two, three. That's how I think it ends. I yeah, I wouldn't I could see that happening just with Brian Danielson. His his run up until this match has been so solid. One of the best runs I've ever so seen. So solid. He's a heel already in AEW, which kind of wasn't expected, at least in my eyes. Not this soon. Exactly. And I don't see him getting the title this soon either. Um, I just don't know how you protect him. Like I said, it's However, always about protection. How do you protect either one of these fighters? Because Adam Page... You can't have the Dark Order interfere because they're good guys now. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, he has very well presented himself as the best wrestler in this company and as a lone man that can beat about anybody. I will say this. Last year's winning year is coming. Didn't expect uh, Kenny Omega to walk out AEW champion. Uh, you didn't expect that? Honestly, no, I didn't. Because okay. I usually I thought it one would, of us. I thought it would end up on a pay-per-view. I thought you were going to say you weren't expecting Don Callis to come out. Well, obviously, yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. I was expecting Kenny Omega to win that match. I just didn't know how. I mean, we had the same conversation then. Like how, I mean, John Moxley is so good. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega is so good. How do you protect one of these guys? Yeah. Well, you get John Moxley to be hit with a microphone and yeah. then everything in history goes on about. But in this match, who knows what happens? I mean, we could very well. Well, that's the thing. Like that. Danielson isn't one of those guys that have come interfere on his behalf. And same thing with uh, Hangman. So I don't think a screwy finish is in the works. 
I will say that Omega did walk out champion last year, so you have that built-in story of like, okay, we saw a title change last year, winner's coming. Maybe it happens again. I don't see it happening because you just spent three years building up this Hangman story. And, man, it was beautiful. And I really believe Hangman is one of the best in the world. He's no Brian Danielson, but I do think Hangman's going to get the upper hand. And then, if he wins tomorrow, another layer to the Kenny Omega story is that he beat Brian Danielson, and Kenny Omega couldn't do that. So, whenever Kenny eventually comes back, you can get Kenny Hangman 3. Oh, even even though you don't like trilogies. Oh, what am I talking to? I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care about that trilogy. Okay, I mean. The Deev in Sheeta match just doesn't appeal to me. It's been very quick. The story... Telling hasn't been too effective in my eyes, but when it comes to like title matches and things like that with trilogies, I don't mind. I think they are entertaining. But in this case, I disagree with you. Paige can't drop it this soon. I think I kind of disagree with you in the finish, though. I do think it is somehow a screwy finish. I don't know how they would pull it off because, like I said, Brian Danielson is a loner, and then the Dark Order are baby faces now. So I don't see how they would do that. And then, like we've been talking about, AEW Battle of the Belts coming on January 8th, you could easily have that rematch. Because who's going to emerge as the next contender mm-hmm. if they're doing a Night of Champions feel, which I think Battle of the Belts certainly um, encompasses that. Who would challenge Paige that early or that soon? You would have to go you... to the rankings. <sighs> you don't but like the, the rank- ranking system? I love the ranking system. Okay, I love the win-loss. I love the ranking system. I'm a big rankings guy in all sports, but I don't think it's effective to just go, oh, you're the number one guy. Let's build a storyline off of that. I think it's way more effective here. I think for a smaller event, I think it makes sense. See, that's the thing with AEW, though. They don't really have many small events. I don't think. I would consider a winner is coming a smaller quote unquote event. Like for Battle of the Belts, I would consider this in the same vein. Or maybe, yeah. how about this? I think AWS three three tiers. They have dark or not dark. Um, they have dynamite. Then they have these special cards like winners coming battle of the belts, all those, and then they have pay per views. Yeah, so I think I there is a step up. I think that's why we do see some titles changing on these shows. So I can absolutely see a screw finish here, and then Brian Danielson going up against Adam Page at Battle of the Belts. If I'm looking at the rankings right now, as of December 10th, the rankings isn't are, Jungle Boy number one. Jungle Boy is number four. Oh, that changed. Uh, yeah, so Jungle Boy's number four as of Friday. Uh, Danielson's obviously number one. Omega's two, so we're not going to see Omega for probably at least half a year. Scorpio Sky is number three. Oh, get out of here. And Miro is ranked number five. What has Scorpio Sky done to be number three? Uh, he is 12-1 and one in singles competition this year. On what shows? Dark and Elevation? Dark and Elevation. Wins get or wins, man. Here. Wins or wins. Not on shows when people don't wins watch. Wins or wins. Not can't on argue shows with the, that the one we don't stat watch. You can't argue. There's wins. Do you watch Dark and Elevation? I catch highlights. I don't have. I don't, I wish I could dedicate the time to watch them all. I'm sorry, but the main event of Battle of the Belts with Hangman Page versus How about Scorpio this? Sky. How about this? Uh, champion versus champion match. Though it doesn't even have to be for the titles. Champion versus champion match. So now uh, they're making Battle of the Belts like a Survivor Series thing. Maybe. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Sammy Guevara. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but... Or, talk about this, since uh, Ring of Honor is up in the air, what's happening with them, their belts are 
I think it is rumored that their belts are free to be taken wherever they want to go. Jonathan Gresham versus Hangman Adam Page. The Ring of Honor champion versus the AEW champion. Fully kick in that forbidden door, finally, with Ring of Honor, which has been waiting to happen. And we finally get a, we get a matchup that says Battle of the Belts. But we're getting ahead of ourselves now. What, gun, gun to our heads. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson this Wednesday for Winner's Coming. Who walks out and how do they win? Page, I don't see any other way. He wins via screwy finish. I don't know how, though. Okay. I don't think he wins clean, though. Hangman Adam Page goes over Brian Danielson. Buckshot Lariat. One, two, three. Dark Order celebrate. Brian Danielson has to go back to the drawing board and build his rankings back up, which means he has to go on a war path for the rest of the AEW roster and kick all their heads in. And maybe, just maybe, he crosses paths with another best in the world. I, I could see it. Happening. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Look, oh, that gets me excited. I could see easily how Brian Danielson could build himself back up. Exactly how you just said he could. Mm-hmm. I think CM Punk is on a completely different trajectory, though. I think Punk beats MJF, and then... Punk's undefeated. It's a matter yeah. of time before he goes up those rankings. I don't know why he isn't already, but that's... He just thing. doesn't have that many matches yet. I like the rankings in AEW, but I also think they're a little flawed. How is Scorpio Sky number three? 12-1. Get out of here. I don't 12 care. 12-1. You don't can't care. argue with it. Win's a win. I can't because how much showtime on Dynamite does he get? Other than standing in the crowds with Ethan Page talking nonsense well, was in a, a storyline that's already over. It was a lot before uh, Dan Lambert took a hike, but anyways. Well, he's coming back, which I'm oh, fine with because I like, I like I mean, the American I, top team. I'm sure. a UFC guy. I like it. Sure, yes. But I but think it's run its course. Why does he need to come back? Exactly. That's my feeling about it. But yeah, Hangman goes over, uh, stays AEW champion. We move on to Battle of the Belts. I well, don't know where we're going to go from I think, there, I but I, d- I can guarantee this. We're going to see the best professional wrestling we've seen and capable of tomorrow night yeah absolutely but cm punk i think he beats mjf and then goes on to um a title match i think that's what he's going for he just had a promo about becoming the champion recently i think that's what he is going for in AEW. brian danielson i think he loses in a sketchy way like i said i don't know how they would pull that off but i think they will and then battle of the belts i cannot stand the idea of Scorpio Sky being in that match against Hangman Page or whoever the number one contender might be at that at that point. Wait, when's Battle of the Belts? January 8th. When's Wrestle Kingdom? Do you know? I don't. What's Wrestle Kingdom? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. New Japan. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I don't like the idea of Battle of the Belts being a Survivor Series thing. I like it being a Knight of Champions thing. Wrestle Kingdom is January 4th. Give me Kazuchika Okada versus Hangman Adam Page. Or Will Ospreay. Oh, give me Will Ospreay. Please. There's, oh, there's so many good options. I love professional wrestling. There's a lot at hand here, but I like Battle of the Belts being a more of a Night of Champions thing with just this rematch. The rematch we'll see tomorrow night on Winners Coming. So you want to see Danielson versus Hangman 2 then at Battle of the Belts? Absolutely. I okay. think it makes perfect sense. All right. You can't build it any other way in such a short time frame. I think in a screwy finish, Danielson stays strong. He can easily say whatever leading up to it. And then you have Sad Page. He can run out and they can fight like they did or however they want to play it. But I think that makes the most sense. And then Page probably 
beats Danielson clean on January 8th. And then Danielson goes on his whole rant where he can beat everybody's heads in, like you said, maybe faces the best in the world, but Adam Page will become champion, or not become champion, but will continue his reign as champion, not only through Winners Coming, but through Battle of the Belts, and probably through Revolution as well. I don't see a guy on the roster right now that is suited to take the title off of him anytime soon. The only one I could see would be CM Punk. But maybe someone not on the roster comes in tomorrow night and debuts, and they're capable to take that title off him. Yeah, but if we both think it's Kyle O'Reilly, that's not going to happen. I love Kyle O'Reilly, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's going for top tier. I mean, what? Where's Chris Hero at? Give me Chris Hero. What guy? Anyways. What guy would debut tomorrow and be instantly put in that conversation, though? Oh, easily win him Rotunda. Yeah, but we have him doing his own thing with uh, Malachi Black. Potentially, I think that makes we way don't. More sense. I, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Johnny Gargano could too, as well. He's plus, just think, that good. Plus, I think Malachi Black and Windham would be perfect to take off the belts from the Lucha Brothers. I think they'd be perfect to become the AW. I have my I have my own opinions with the uh, the tag team belts. Care to elaborate? Or? Everybody loves the acclaimed. I mean, they're like what? Everybody loves the acclaimed. I'm trying to think of like a WWE tag team comparison. I feel like they're like uh like Bobby Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler or something. Like they, uh, not that's not a good comparison. No, but it's I don't. Not. They're liked by or the fans. Or give me or give me finally Jurassic Express. Deserves their time to shine. Absolutely. And that's going to be a huge pop. When I would do. even throw uh, Santana and Ortiz back in there. They deserve yeah. their spotlight. Or, finally, give me best friends. You know the best friends have never held a tag team title anywhere. Fun mm. fact. I so mean, I would love to see me some best friends in the tag team title picture. I mean, I, d- I didn't know how long the best friends have been an actual tag team for. Probably since like 2015. So, but I do like that Trent's back. I thought that was a great he looks like again. He looks like Moxley. Now with a shape. A little head. bit. A little bit. <laughs> but, but yeah. Him and Chuck Taylor are the best friends, no doubt. There's not I love him. I love I, him. I don't Orange like, Cassidy is one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't like the best friends becoming more than what it is. I like best friends being Chuck Taylor, Trent, Orange Cassidy. Well, now they're piece. a part of Chaos, the New Japan faction, who is led by Kazuchika Okada. I, I I and I'm unfamiliar and Dude, there is so much wrestling you have to start care. watching. There is well, so much good wrestling. How do you even wrestling. go about watching? They have a streaming service. Yeah, but is also, it, just is follow it in, it on a... Is it in English, though? Yeah, they have English commentary. Oh, all right. Uh, Kevin Kelly does it. So, I mean, I might give it a look. But Dude, I don't... Um, there's so much good wrestling you have to watch. But anyways, winter is coming this Wednesday. I'm expecting to see a great card. A couple. I'm expecting a couple of surprises. I'm expecting a couple of surprises. I don't know what, but I'm expecting a couple. Yeah, I'm expecting a debut by... Who knows, but like probably Kyle O'Reilly, like we said, maybe a surprise appearance by Wyndham. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that. Um, I want to see the Forbidden Door get kicked open a little bit more. Give me some Ring of Honor guys. Give me some New Japan guys. Give me some Impact guys. Come on. That doesn't interest me personally, but I understand like the diehard wrestling fans would really appreciate it. It's greater. Um, it's better for the wrestling when, uh, business. When it... Minoru Suzuki came out yes. against John Moxley, yes. that meant... Nothing to me, dude. Oh my gosh, you are missing out. That meant nothing to me, and like fans like me, that means nothing to me. Like that means nothing to us. It should mean something. I know. To it, you, I know it should, and like how they built it, they really built it for fans like me. Did you who watch don't the know. Danielson match with? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Suzuki. Yeah. Now, then, did it make sense? No, I understand the myth and legend that is Minoru Suzuki because of the promos that were uh, made 
prior to those matches. Mm-hmm. Like I understood it that way. But if I was at that show where he came out against John Moxley and the whole crowd popped, I would have been like, "Who? Who is this?" I would have turned to the guy to my left and been like, "Hey, who? Who is this guy?" That's I, on I don't, you, man. I don't know. That's on you. I know You're missing is, out. I know it is on me. But like, if you're talking about bringing in Ring of Honor guys, Impact guys, NJPW guys, I just don't. That does not appeal to me personally. You gotta start. You gotta make it appeal to you. You're missing out on some great wrestling all over the board. It's hard enough to keep up with AW at times. So eh, that's why yeah, I I use uh, Reddit. It gives me a good centerpiece to keep up on everything. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. But yeah, that'll do it for us though. For this preview of AW, winner is coming. We have a great card ahead. Hopefully, winner is coming. It's everything that it is advertised to be with. Like I said, a great card and hopefully potential debuts as well. Hopefully it will be a staple of winners coming. It all goes down this Wednesday night, December 15th from Garland, Texas. And you can hear more from us here at WZIP Sports every Sunday on SPT from 11 to 1. Thanks again for listening to SPT Overtime. Joining me was Kyle Molinelli. And I want to just say one more thing. Everybody, just go enjoy some professional wrestling. If you if you have nothing, just, just no, no interest in it, just watch one thing. I'm sure you'll find something to enjoy. Yeah. Professional wrestling's for everybody. Start with Winter is Coming. Start with Winter is Coming. Perfect. And I am Jake Murren. Have a great time watching AEW, everybody, and all of wrestling at that.